Hi, and welcome back to the Being Human cast. Um, hi, I'm Andy. And I'm Susie. Hello, Susie. Hello. <laughs> uh, okay. So, um, well, thank you everyone for joining us again. And uh, just a quick shout out to thank everyone again for uh, for supporting us and uh, downloading and listening to us. And we do appreciate it. Um, so this is our introduction for our, for our next episode. Um, we've been, I think we've been pretty good actually. I mean, we always said that once we got going on our new structure, we try and uh, maintain getting a shout out every couple of weeks. So uh, this is episode nine. And uh, so far, I think we've pretty much done that. I think we might be about half a day late once, but uh, we'll try and keep consistently getting new content out every two weeks, especially as now that season two is finished in the UK and season two hasn't yet started in the US. Um, no, sadly not. No. So in the sort of lull period, it, it's quite odd. I was looking on the um, the BBC website earlier, and uh, if you look back on like the, the archive link, um, January, uh, well, December there was 15 posts, January there was 21, February there was 23, March there was 10, and April there's been one. So in terms of the output from the BBC, obviously we, I think we're through the, the peak now of when they were putting out content all the time when season two was airing. So there's still some really good stuff coming out. Um, but we're, we're here and we're trying to fill the, the void while uh, we're waiting to have new shiny being human content on our TVs. So uh, um, we were looking earlier and uh, neither myself or Susie could find the air date for the US version, which probably means... It that says all- sorry. just coming this summer. Yeah, which probably means actually everyone listening to this has probably already seen the link telling them when it's airing and, uh, and we just look really dumb. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But we're both tired. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it there? Um, here it's uh, half two in the morning. So yeah, see, it's only nine here. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, I mean, the the last thing I, I mean, I mean, since you can't see this very easily, but the the last thing that the BBC posted up on the uh, on their blog was actually really really cool. It's um, the storyboards for the um, the chamber from the chamber scene which I won't say any more about because it's from season 2 um, but um, uh, it's literally the artwork drawings that they sketched out to storyboard out the um, the scene and what they've done is they've taken that and they've stitched it together like a, an animated um, cartoon and, and they've oh, overdubbed neat. it with the audio from the show so you've got the actual audio of the actors in the scenes, but with the still images of the uh, the storyboard of the uh, uh, coming up. So if you're in the UK and you haven't been to BBCCode.uk slash blog slash being human, then why the hell not? <laughs> get on with it. Go look. And if you're in America, sorry, you're screwed. Yeah. Unless you have a good way of getting around it on your computer, which... Great for you. Yes, but obviously we wouldn't condone people doing anything like that, would we? No. Oh, gosh, no. But, no. you know, if they can do it legally and get around it, <laughs> I mean, you know, get them, you know. I, uh, yeah, do it legally. I mean, seriously, if you're a proper fan, you just get on a plane, fly to the UK with your laptop, you know, check it out, fly home. 
Well, yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, that's what I mean, I yeah, they take you, I don't know, a few hours. So. Well, that's what I meant, you know. <laughs> anyway, so uh, in the interest of uh, of uh, avoiding <laughs> any more of us waffling on about stuff, I don't. There's not. There's, it's really a quiet time. I mean, Susan and I were chatting before this, and there's just not a lot of news right now. It's just. You know, most of the stuff coming through has just been really quiet. I mean, there's been the odd uh, interview with um, members of the uh, the crew, the, you know, the, the cast and stuff, that have popped up every now and again. But nothing really that's new news. So uh, hopefully next time we'll have more to talk about. So. Anyway. Well, the BBC page has tons of stuff up there, videos and the blogs. Oh, it does, but there's... All of there's that. It's more of a trickle than a than a river that it was a month or so ago. Now, but, well, now what about the blogs? And any fan can get on those blogs. It doesn't have to. Well, some of the blogs, any of the fans can get on those. Oh, the um, you're talking about the ones that aren't the BBC ones. So the um, um, just the fan sites of being human. Yeah, I know. There's there's a couple that uh, I, I know you and I have been on. A few times, there's the you know, the Blue Whale Pub, um, BeingHuman.tv, those sort of ones. So, uh, yeah, it's worth yeah. checking those places out. Um, there's links to them, actually. If you look on our SharePoint, SharePoint? God, it takes a long day. Our, uh, our website. Sorry, we have SharePoint at work. And then we'll... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and then on Twitter, there's tons of stuff. Yes. Anyway, before I waffle anymore, I think we should promo ourselves out of here. So uh, I think we. All right. <laughs> I'm not too sure. We've got a couple of promos um, this show: one for future editions, and the other one for strange literal. And future editions, in particular, um, is fairly close to somebody on the uh, that I'm talking to you right now, isn't it? Who? Who? You. Oh yeah. <laughs> you. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Future Traditions is a wonderful little podcast. It is all about the fandom of Jericho. Yes. It's a very short-lived TV series. Andy, it's a good series, isn't it? It is fantastic. And uh, Susie is one of the three co-hosts for uh Future uh, for future traditions. Oops, I just and you've off been my desk on the over. show too. John's gonna love me for making that big loud noise in the background. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Seriously, let's get a promo running before uh, anything else goes wrong. There are many reasons you shouldn't be smiling incessantly at work while listening to a podcast. I will wear my button that says, I'm a player, ask me how. You kill the best, go you. Kill, kill. <laughs> you were great. Really. This isn't one of them. Listen to Strangely Literal, the podcast bringing you original fan fiction from Buffy, Angel, Firefly, and the other parts of the Jospers. Look for us on iTunes, Yahoo, and our website, strangelyliteral.com. News from the files, like duh. Vampires, operatives, and the occasional rocket launcher just make your day better. Make fun of the ex season. <laughs> I can just hear you in private. I just like that Anya. She's newly human and strangely literal. So. What have we got left to look forward to? Us refugees. The flotsam and jetsam of death. Maybe. If we still deserve such a thing as mercy. 
we find each other. Okay, well, I hope you enjoyed that uh, that promo, and we're back, and hopefully in slightly more control than we were before. Um, so we're going to talk about the fifth episode, and uh, obviously when we get to season two, there's eight episodes, so uh, we'd uh, we wouldn't be quite at the end, but uh, this is season one. So it's the penultimate episode, and we're racing now towards the 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 big conclusion, which we'll discuss next time. So, um, so shall we try and um, sum up what happens in episode five? Yeah, let's go ahead and recap this episode. In this episode, it um, primarily has Mitchell, who's really kind of distraught the way that his friendship ended with Bernie. And he's kind of pushed back towards the vampire family, towards the vampire fold, if you would. And then Annie decides that she has to go in and make sure that she avenges, you know, has revenge on Owen. And she enlists George's help, wants George to help him. Um, She's really still kind of low self-esteem. Her emotions are still running really kind of high. And she really thinks about Owen a lot, but she has that little bit of her that wants to get even with him. And Nina is starting to become more and more suspicious of George's behavior. And George knows that he ha- that he cannot trot hide what he really is. And he's fighting with himself because he knows that he has to let Nina know what he truly honestly is. So let's start at the beginning. Um... What part of it in the very beginning where Mitchell started going back to the vampire people, that kind of really, that surprised me a lot. You know, just because this was a little kid. This was a relationship with a little kid, and he was upset because he had to turn that kid in the end. And it's almost like he lost all faith in ever trying to be normal or trying to be human at all. And he was like, screw this, I'm going back. And he But he did it sneakily, didn't he? Yeah, I, but I, I think it, it really summed up, there's that moment, isn't there, where they're out in the street and there's, there's the whole mob and George turns to Mitchell and says to him, you know, hey, look, you know, they're only human. Yeah. And it's that moment when Mitchell sort of just looks at him and goes, yeah, more for less for trying to be like them sort of thing. And it's that epiphany moment for Mitchell where he thinks, screw this, you know, I've tried being human, I've tried being good, I've tried being one of them, and this is how they treat me. Uh, You know, you can understand that he's turned his back on his family to some extent. You know, he's been a vampire for a long time, and he's got a family of people around him who are close to him, and he can look to and fall back on and he's turned on them he's turned his back on them walked away from them and tried to become part of humanity and humanity's rewarded him for this by treating him like crap so you can understand him being a little bit bitter and you know and, and twisted you know um so yeah off he goes back to uh, to herrick and you've got you know, that whole, you get a little bit more insight into, I guess, how revered Mitchell is, because you don't really realize as much, well, I guess you do to some extent, but Mitchell is well up there in terms of the the vampire pecking order. Oh, yeah, he's pretty high up there in that order, because remember whenever they went in um, to the 
their like little reception area. That one yeah. little, I forgot that dude's name. Seth. And he was like, Seth, Seth. And he was like, oh, I've heard all about you. And oh, when you did this and you, and you know, Mitchell is just kind of like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. And that's how it starts, isn't it? You got yeah. Herrick surrounded by vampires holding court, uh, recounting and regaling them in, in old stories of, uh, uh, you know, of him and, uh, Mitchell, I think what's the one he's going about? The uh, guy turns up at the hotel. You know, the, the manager comes to the hotel door, knocks on the room, and Mitchell opens the door and he's covered in blood, and there's some dead woman on the floor, and uh, Mitchell comments that, "Oh look, it's tomb service," you know. Yeah. And they're all laughing away, and and yeah, it's uh, Mitchell actually makes reference to it later on in the episode where when Herrick tells him he's going to kill him and Mitchell goes, you know, I've got one request. After I'm dead, please stop telling the bloody stories, you know. Um, but uh, it's... You, you get a real good insight into how deeply entrenched in that society the, the legend of Mitchell is, you know, and what Mitchell got up to. Um, so it's... They, they welcomed him back. And I think it was important for Herrick as well. I think, you know, um, which is why when Mitchell then changes his mind again, it's that even bigger betrayal for Herrick and why Herrick takes the view then that uh, Mitchell has to die. You know? Yeah. Um, and you start hearing Herrick quoting his line about no one's left behind, no one's left behind, you know. And uh, the, the key thing about this episode, this is the episode where you... Um, um, you start to get a feeling for um, you start to get a feeling for how much the whole thing is spin. You know, it's a marketing campaign by Herrick. You know, this grandiose plan of um, this grandiose plan of you know we're trying to recruit people, we're trying to let people live forever, and so on and so forth. Ah, oh, but just key point people, not just anybody. Key point people. Yes. yes. He has a plan. He has a master plan. And it's actually a pretty good plan when you think about it. If you're going to live forever, why not put somebody in power, you know, have that person mm. be in power who's going to live forever that can get something changed and done? Yeah. It's also the fact he goes, why do we keep conveying tramps, you know? <laughs> quite true. Yeah. I mean, so it's interesting seeing how that, how that pans out. And um, you get, I, I guess there's the bit with Josie, isn't there? Um, Mitchell meet, um, bumps into Josie, who he used to um, date in the you know way back when, um, and um, him and Josie are talking. It turns out that she's dying, and Mitchell asks Herrick to consider converting her, even though I think she uh, all she's do is teach dance. And uh, Herrick's like, oh, well, I'll come to the revolution. I guess we'll need to know how to dance, you know. So he, he offers to bring Josie across as a favor to Mitchell more than anything else. Oh, and the way Mitchell looked at her, you could just tell he loved her. You could just yes. tell that he loved her so much. And it was so yeah. sad. Yeah. And, uh, and so Herrick goes and Herrick does the big spin to her. But she knows it's not like the spin normally works because you've got someone that's got a few weeks left to live and they get given this option and it all sounds wonderful. 
the difference is Josie knows vampires. She's known about vampires for like 40-odd, 50 years. She doesn't want it. So she doesn't fall for the flannel and the spin um, in the same way. And it's quite interesting that, you know, they hand that conversation and she's trying to explain to Mitchell that the whole point of to be human, you have to live, have a life and die. That's what being human is. You know, cheating the end part doesn't make you human. And, you know, and she goes, just because you're giving people a choice doesn't mean to say it's not a con, you know. You're still conning people into thinking it's some wonderful, glorious thing. You know, there is a catch to it. Um, and uh, I think, isn't it, is it Josie, it's Josie, isn't it, that goes and finds George? I think she goes and finds George and tells George that Mitchell's in trouble. Yeah, she lets him know that his friend's... Uh needing his help that basically tattles on him that he's gone back to the vampire people, yeah. that he's, you know, losing his grip. And what Herrick's up to. Yeah. Yeah. Because they let her in on, you know, what's going on, which that kind of surprised me. Yeah. She was very uh, cautious of him. She didn't like him at all. But can yeah. you blame her? No. And then poor um, Annie having her little delusions. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, because, uh, yeah, I've forgotten that. Annie um, decides she's going to go haunt Owen and scare Owen. And after initially surprising him, Owen turns the tables back on Annie again and is an utter shit yep. to Annie again. He's right proper mean, isn't he? Owen, yeah. I mean, Owen's a downright dick. He's just a complete bastard, he really is. <laughs> you know, it's... Uh, he, he is. He's... he's He's about one of the only characters in the show you really wish that uh, someone would vamp out on him, you know. <laughs> I know. I mean, he's even mean to his present girlfriend. He's You get yeah. to see little glimpses of that where he's mean to her, too. But but it's funny when Annie goes to see Jamie. I think it's funnier she when to... she goes poltergeist. Well, she goes to see Janie, doesn't she? And, uh, yeah. and Janie faints. And keeps fainting and stuff. And uh, Annie, take, is it, Annie takes her shoes off, doesn't she? Because Annie's read someone. That's what you do if people faint. You take their shoes off. <laughs> um, when when, uh, when she comes around, she's like, you took my shoes off. You trust to stop me from escaping. And Annie's look, if I wanted to stop you from escaping, I'd cut your feet off or something. Yeah. She's she like, scares you cut my feet off. <laughs> yeah. She says, well, no, I'm not going to cut your feet off. Yeah. And she tries to warn her that basically Irene is an utter, a complete bastard and killed her. And... Owen comes home and Owen turns the tables on her again and starts recounting and explaining that she's just feeling guilty because of the affair that she was having with him when uh, uh, when Annie was still alive. And he does it and, and he looks right at Annie when he says it. Yeah. And recounting all the places, you know, even at their engagement party as well and stuff. You know, it's, uh, um, yeah. So, yeah, he's just a git. He really is. So, um... Oh, there's that well, word again. There's how it's properly used. Yes. <laughs> um, certainly, I mean, you get George and, uh, uh, George and Annie go all, uh, go all Rambo, don't they, and go and, uh, try and rescue, uh, Mitchell. And, uh, I'm sorry, I, I know Seth dies in this episode, but I, yes. uh... I, I love 
the the it's a shame, right? Because Seth's fantastic because he's so stupid at times, but then just funny with it. And you get the whole bit where they turn up at the funeral parlor and he's bloody rude to them. <laughs> he would have been and, a good uh, character to have stuck around to be that scape, you know, that idiot scapegoat. Yeah, I know, it's a shame. Because, was it, Seth said, he goes, I can't remember what he says, but it sounded like, you know, I, I can beat you two up, I've just done the hoovering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's the, he's like, the Yonto. Yeah, oh yeah, and then, oh, sorry, I love it. Seth turns to Annie as well, you're a ghost, but really, you know, so what, you can like, move from, move stuff around and go from room to room. And George's like, yeah, well actually most people can do that. <laughs> <laughs> They kind of make him look even more stupid than he is. Uh, yeah. And uh, and he he he's going to kill George, and then um, old George has got not it's not crucifix, it's um old thingy, isn't it? Um, Star David. Oh right, yeah, neck, he's got it? a Star David around his neck. Yeah, and that and that throws Seth, and George punches Seth and knocks him out. Yeah, and uh, and then George is complaining about his hand hurting. <laughs> It's like it's like they, they are the most useless. Was it? He says we're the world's gayest ninjas or something. Yeah. <laughs> See, Seth should have learned something from Yanto on Torchwood. Yanto would not have let them come in and go anywhere near the main hub, whereas Seth yeah. was just kind of dingle dorking around, and he let him go in. He let him get by well, him. He let himself get killed. Let's face it. In fairness, a vampire shouldn't have anything to worry about. Yeah, when he's going up against a werewolf and it's not full moon and a ghost. You know, it's just the fact that Seth's bloody useless. <laughs> um, but anyway, they, uh, uh, Super Annie and, uh, and, uh, George come to the rescue and, um, they're trying to escape and they, they're cornered and Seth's giving it the big I am again, rather than to the point that a large lump of wood appears in the middle of his chest. Um, and that was a shock because you, you don't because your your hero is all in the room, so you're watching it for the first time, thinking, you know, Jesus, you know, where they go, go, they're all in the room. Who's going to help them? There's no one left. It's not like George is on his way or something, yeah. or you know, someone's missing. There's no one left, and I really didn't expect it to be Lauren. You know, um, I actually tell you, I more expected Lauren to kill Josie because Lauren seemed to be extremely annoyed that um, Mitchell was trying to recruit his ex-girlfriend, you know? Um, I tell you what, the one thing I've learned from the BBC, it's kind of like when you're watching something that Joss made, always expect the unexpected. No character is ever safe. In some films you think, oh yeah, main character, never going to happen. Yeah, kind of think again. Even if they're a little pivotal character, it can happen to them. Main characters, oh, all sorts of stuff can happen to them. And that's why I like yep. it so much. Sto- story is always more important than any individual character. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but Lauren kills Seth. It's like, whoa. You know, it's like Seth dead. And it's pretty gory as well. We're not talking like you know, a Buffy-esque bit of wood and a puff of smoke. <laughs> it's a really great big lump of wood. And there's blood and... Seth struggling and everything else, um, and off they go. They get away, and and oh god, I completely forgot. There's the basement bit, isn't there? 
there's what all kicks this off is Mitchell discovers that they're keeping humans oh, yeah. in the basement. They're keeping them uh, in there a, for food. Yeah, it's, it's a larder, isn't it? And they're and sick and they're getting weak. Because there's too many vampires now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Herrick, you know, is like, well, what do you think? You know, he's like, we're not going to give any, you know, everyone, the rest of them, you know, food. And, uh, yeah. But they're not taking Mitchell's, care of their livestock. No. They're draining them dry, not giving, enough, giving them enough time yeah. to recover. And Mitchell is just so flabbergasted because he thinks that's so cruel and, you know, so Well, and Mitchell mean. finally sees through Herrick and, and realizes that Herrick's grandiose plan to let everyone live forever is just an elaborate ruse to justify killing. Yeah. You know. Um, but anyway, what I was trying to get at is you got the, the, the escape and... You've got the, the death scene with Lauren, where Lauren decides that she can't take it anymore. And Lauren realizes that if she doesn't stop herself, then she's going to become somebody she doesn't want to become. And it's so beautifully shot. And it's so touching, that moment between them, where you know Lauren turns the stake on herself and the two of them embrace. And you know it's basically as Mitchell's holding Lauren that, pushes the stake in. Yeah. You know. Um and, and that's what she, she dies. Really wanted to have died in her lover's yeah. arms. Yeah, and she dies and uh she tells you know like her dying word she tells Mitchell that someone's got to stop Herrick because he's out of control. And then you get the, the you know, she just turns to vapor and you know wisps away. And again it's it's a shame because, you know, Lauren was at times a very likable character. Maybe not always at times. At the bit at the beginning when she kills up, you know, kills the other girl in the first episode, she's not so likable. But there are moments where of tragedy. She's a very tragic character, you know, because yeah. Mitchell Mitchell converted her when Mitchell was in flux about you know well he converted her out of guilt because he killed her by accident, and then he abandoned her, and then he tried to turn her, you know, to be a vegetarian, so to speak. Uh, and then he abandoned her again, yeah. And he treated her pretty crappily. Um, and, he didn't uh, give her any guidance, and then he just threw her back to Herrick and them, and said, "Here you go, deal with her." Yeah. And there's that look on Herrick's face every time Lauren appears. Of you know, Christ, you know, it's just, yeah, it's yeah. You created it. You deal with it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's. You know, in a way, it reminds a bit if um you know uh, in True Blood, the um you know, the second se- I don't know if you've seen the second season of True Blood. I've only seen half of it so far, but you've got the um uh, the vampire that vamp you know the vampire Bill had to oh, convert. Yeah. yeah, like you know, and um Eric basically says you know to Bill you you know you go and look after her now. I've had enough of her. She's annoying. Yeah, she's annoying. <laughs> she's yours now. And oh, she yeah. was annoying. I tell you what. And and it's it's and it's the same sort of thing that I think Herrick's annoyed with Lauren. And you know, it's Mitchell's problem. Mitchell's not dealing with it. But but no, I just it's it's one of those really poignant moments. You know, just there's I think it's just the right length of time. It's not too long, and it's just long enough to capture that relationship and I think it is a nice end to Lauren's arc you know she gets some closure and she does the right thing in the end and she atones to some extent for what she's done as a vampire you know um and uh 
Oh, yes. And then you get Owen, don't you? Yeah. Back of the house. All giving it the big I am, you know. It's like, oh, these are your ghost buddies then, you know. Him tormenting, and, trying to torment Annie. Yeah, it's like, hey, I've killed and I got away with it and, you know, yada, yada, yada. And, and it's just like, you know, um, I think we were saying before, we've started recording, weren't we? It's the bit where she's, you know, thinking you're an animal, should see George on a full moon, you know. And uh, Mitchell's been killing before you were born and stuff. And I can't remember what it is that she whispers in his ear. It never tells uh, they're, they're t- you. It never tells you, but she whispers something in his ear. But I'm they sh- never trying- let you know what it is. I think no. I think you find out. I'm trying. Sh- Maybe it's a season two thing. You find out in season two. Oh! I'm sure I've read. I'm sure I've read somewhere. You better oh, find out if it was a season two thing and let me know because in all of the other episodes, it never lets you know. She just whispers something, and that's always killed me. I'm like, what did she whisper in his ear? You know, did she whisper something like? Death is going to come get you, or I've seen death and he's right standing beside you, going to get you. You know, what does she say? It's one of those things because Annie's seen the other side. Okay, one second. Uh, Are you looking at it? Well, I'm just, um, sorry, I'm, I'm, I've searched Google. There's a blog post on the BBC. So I knew I'd seen something called The Big Question, and what did Annie say? And... Okay, so yeah, so it's the the question is is that what words manage to turn the man insane? Because that is some serious business. That's what it says. So this week's big question is: What on earth did Annie whisper to Owen? And uh, and then it's just basically put out there. And there's uh, is there an answer to this? I remember see, see I remember seeing the question. Maybe it's Sorry, on one it's of the blogs. The, so this is this is great audio drama, isn't it? Well, like we great, can tell yeah. this out to our listeners. If y'all know what Annie said to Owen, email us or let us know, and maybe we can put it on the air that you discovered it when we couldn't because I'm stumped. I, I don't remember in any of the other episodes, I don't remember them ever disclosing what she said to that dude. But whatever it was, it scared him because when his face came back, he was horror-stricken, and he just stood there with his mouth agape, and that's whenever Mitch's eyes went black and all of that stuff. And then remember, he ran to the police station like a scared little girl. Hmm. Yeah, it, and um, I was saying before, sorry, I'm still looking online. Dear, <laughs> <laughs> it's bugging me now. It's like, ah. Anyway, yeah. The um, I love it. He's at the police station, and the police officer's so fed up. You know, it's, it's clearly like uh, t- towards the end of the guy's shift or whatever, and he's like, "I need protection. You need to lock me up. I'm not safe." You know, uh, you know, they're all after me. And he's like, "Okay, what's up?" He's like, oh, "Well, you know, I killed my girlfriend, <laughs> and she's a ghost, and she's living in the house with two blokes. And I think one's a werewolf, and then one's a vampire." And the policeman just looks at him. And it's like. Oh, okay, I need to form. <laughs> <laughs> like he's been bothered with this before. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I can't. F- this. Oh, it's annoying me now. I think I, I, I. What is? I probably remember reading the the question. I think it's one of these things that they probably don't know. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sure I, I heard it somewhere. I'm sure it was something like 
she said something to him like, you know, um, there's not just ghosts or something, you know, or, you know, uh, we're everywhere or, or something. Like, I'm sure it's something like that, that she basically pointed out to him the fact that, hey, think about it for a minute. You know, if there's ghosts and there's werewolf and vampires, what else is out there? You know, every, you know, every shadow, every dark corner sort of thing, you know. There you go. Stuff out I there. found it on TV, found it. on TV forum, uh, Being Human. What did Annie say to Owen in episode five? Um, it says, so what do we think, um, what do we think Annie said to scare Owen in episode five? It must have something to do with death or perhaps after you die. Um, seeing as Annie and Mitchell knew about it, but not George. So George didn't know anything about it. I don't know where they got that. I didn't think any one of them figured it out. It relates to the dreams Mitchell said vampires have after they die while transforming. I don't know where this person's getting that, but, um. Yay to you. You got more out of it than I did. It's all these, all these clever people that watch uh, watch shows like this. Oh, no. I, I, On the I, board, somebody else then turns and says, no, no, what you're thinking about is Mitchell said that was personally about vampires. And Annie was looking back at George whenever her and Mitchell were talking about it. Okay. Uh, hey, fans out there, if you know what Annie said to Oh, Owen, okay. <laughs> well, according to this one here, Okay, someone says that she read her lips and she's saying endless reruns of Twilight for all eternity. What? <laughs> <laughs> so I just really like that one. <laughs> that would be enough to give you nightmares sometimes. Uh, sorry. Oh, I just saw that one. I thought I've got to read that sticks. one. But I, mean, I don't know. It's, yeah, there are lots of people reading all kinds of stuff into it. I mean, it's, there's. I, I'm one of these people that when I tend to watch shows the first time, I, I tend to watch them and blatantly miss the subtle undertext, okay? Here I think it is. The, the classic is. one is... Go on, go on. What have you found? Kinda. It says that... Um, never mind. Psych. <laughs> <laughs> I just read the rest of it. Psych. Never mind. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, Sorry. No, there's quite often like, you know, I'll, I'll watch Psych and then afterwards people say, oh, wow, that was fantastic, you know, because that's clearly a, a meta reference for da, da, da. I'm like, it is, you know. Uh, I think the one I'm most embarrassed about is, uh, oh, you know, um, Buffy season six, the whole Willow drugs thing. Oh, yeah. The magic, yeah. Okay. I watched that and I was like, Oh, it's all about magic. Can I get into doing magic? Yeah, obsessed with magic. Yeah, <laughs> and then like yeah, ages later, I was reading something online. It's like what that was all like about drugs. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like I'll watch sick sometimes. I'm so caught up watching it. Oh, watch smashed and I won't. Oh, I love those two episodes. Yeah, but you know what I mean. It's like you know, there's. There are times where I don't step back and look at it and go, okay, what is the writer trying to convey in this? I'm just enjoying the story. Exactly. Sometimes you need to just sit back and enjoy the story and not yeah. think too much into it of what's going on. But yeah. it's kind of hard to do that with being human because you're, you're always sitting back. What do they mean by that? What's going on with that? It just yeah, it's uh, hard. Yeah, you try not to overanalyze stuff. But the thing, with, you know, you're right. The thing with being human is it's so layered, you know. And uh, it, it it just it's so there's so many levels of depth to it, and there's so much in, interwoven into it. And I, I know we keep saying this, and it's like a broken record, isn't it? But this is episode five. 
and there hasn't been a lull. I mean, we've no. had five episodes. I mean, I can't think of any other show that kept that level of intensity for the whole season. I mean, most shows, they drop off, they peak, they trough. You you get the, the whole, the normal structure, isn't it? You get the big bit at the beginning, which hooks you in, that lulls to, through the middle, and you have a few filler bits and pieces, and the idol's long, and they have some general fun episodes that don't really advance the plot too much and then you head for the end of it and he wraps things up and stuff yeah you didn't really get that it was literally just from day one full on all the way through um so anyway i guess that's one of the reasons why uh why we love it so much but um okay yes yeah, so um uh own freaks out and and then annie's door appears doesn't it Oh, yeah, because her business is finished. Remember the set as Disco Dude was telling her, or 80s guy, I forgot what his name is. He was telling her, you know, the door would appear, but don't go into it. And Annie's door appears. Yeah. And, um, you know, and they're saying their goodbyes and stuff. And, you know, giving, and he gives George a hug and they're saying goodbye. And, do every time I keep every time we we record we go for one of these shows, I would comment on, "Hey, this is one of my my favorite moments ever." Yeah, and then every time we get to the next show, I find another moment. <laughs> this part just uh, ripped me up. What happened next, though? It just well before we, we get Annie to the Mitchell gonna... bit. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it, it's the bit when the front door knocks. It's so fantastically directed. It really is. They built all this tension, all this tension. There's a big hug, and George and I say goodbye, and then he steps to the door, and he just puts hand on the door, and there's a bang, bang, bang on the door. And it's like, oh my god! It's like you jump out your skin. It's like, and like, was it George goes? I think I just weed myself. You know? <laughs> <laughs> because he was like, scared what? by it and was looking at that was yeah, funny. It's like it's like someone's on the other side of the door. And Mitchell's like, no, no, it's it's the other door. And they're like, what? What? The, it's the front door. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah. There's two doors, isn't there? There's Annie's door, and then there's the door to the house. Someone's at the door. And it's like, of all the times, so there'd be someone at the door. <laughs> exactly, and they're all so, wondering who's going to answer it. Yeah, so Mitchell opens the door, half paying attention. Um, and Herrick basically just is there. And How did Herrick miss? You know, <laughs> I, I never get that. I, I, I don't know. It was almost like I, they that was one of their fallacies, maybe where they were trying to keep Keep him in, keep the story going. Well, yeah, make okay, it you up. think, okay, did Herrick miss because he really, truly couldn't go through with it? Nah, I don't think so. Herrick could quite happily kill anyone. Yeah. You know, and uh, I think the closest thing to it is possibly did he miss because um, Mitchell hadn't, wasn't completely facing him as he opened the door. He, he was turned sideways, kind of. He was turned sideways, yeah. Herrick couldn't come through the door because he wasn't invited in. He could only swing at the doorway, and, and Mitchell obviously, as a vampire, moves quite quickly anyway. So I think he was he would have moved out of the way. I and mean, so you can argue your way out of how Herrick didn't get him. But um, and then obviously George slams the door in his face, you know. Uh, and 
you've got that whole cliffhanger of you know Mitchell on the floor with a bit of wood in his chest and blood pumping out, Annie differing by her door, and George trying to tell Annie to go and that he'll take he'll care of fine, Mitchell. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it ends. And, uh, oh, surprise, surprise, Annie doesn't go. <laughs> oh, now don't go on into the next episode yet. Well, just at the end of this episode, the coming up next time bit <laughs> shows shows Annie. <laughs> so you sort of know that she's uh, you know she's not going anywhere. And let's face it, anyone that's seen a poster for se- for um for season two knows Annie doesn't go anywhere. Now, what so, if somebody's uh, watching this episode by episode, and they're on episode five oh, right now, God. and they haven't seen episode six? Shed a tear. Shed a tear. Here. Well, as you guys said in future tradition, if someone is watching the show uh, while following uh, our podcast, <laughs> then uh, was it Heidi's com- the comment Heidi made on future traditions? I was laughing so hard with that. Uh, uh, I don't know. I she says a bunch she... of stuff. It cracks me. But up. I can't remember how she words it now. <laughs> but it was something like, you know, it, it, you know, if they're following the show that way, it's going to take them an awfully long time to watch it, sort of thing. You know, yeah, same thing. If someone's if someone's managing to somehow watch Being Human from the start, and they're they're waiting for us to talk about an episode before they watch the next one, then um, they've got more patience than I. <laughs> really, have. I would like to know if anybody's out there really doing that with us. Drop us a line if you are. If you're watching it along episode by episode as we're doing it. Let us know so we can be very spoiler um, conscious. Yeah. But, uh, well, I'll try to be. <laughs> I mean, well, obviously, we're still being spoiler conscious around um, season two. You know, we, we, we said all along that we wouldn't openly talk about a second season until it started airing in the US or until we got to a point where we had no choice. So, obviously, you know, um, well, we can talk about this in a minute. So, the. Um, Okay, so in terms of episode five, then, um, any final comments or, or thoughts, Susie? I mean, I, I think, again, it's just a fantastic episode. It was, but and, I just, the only part I really didn't care much for is how they. Yeah. I'm, I can understand it, so I'm not even going to say it. Never mind. I, un- no, go on. I understand why they did it, but I just didn't like seeing Mitchell so upset over a friendship ended with a kid. I would have liked it better had Bernie been a little bit older, but it was almost, but then you can kind of see it too, as maybe Mitchell was thinking that as his son. I don't think it is that. I think, I think Mitchell got closure on that when he turned Bernie, saved his life and sent him off. I think for me, it really comes back to that moment when, Mitchell feels that humanity is turned on him. Exactly, but this uh, overall was yeah. a really good turning point episode. Uh, I mean, it was full packed. It, it was one of the turning points where a lot of answers, you got a lot of answers, but then yeah. yet it gave you a lot more questions. And it made and it's cliff, that beautiful cliffhanger. Yeah. yeah, it's a beautiful balance again between light and dark, isn't it? Yeah. It's that, the way that, you know, it's not just bleak you know it, it could this show could be so dark it really could be so dark he wanted to be and at the darkest moments in the show you get some of the funniest bits oh yeah I mean, as you said you know at that point where you george and annie I and mean, george is pretty much on the point of being killed by seth you know 
in in the, the funeral home, surrounded by vampires, yada yada yada. Mitchell's about to be killed by Herrick, and you get some of the best one-liners in the whole episode. You know, with um, Seth going on about doing the Hoovering and stuff. It's yeah, <laughs> the, the whole bit, and that's what I love about it is that um, you got the great story and the the, um, the way that the the speed the plot moves at. But the the humour in it as well. I mean, there's some great humour in the show. So, um, and I'm done. I've got nothing else to say about this episode. I really enjoy it. It's one of my favourites of the first season. It really is. Um, and uh, and next time we have the uh, the season finale, which I really can't wait to talk. Oh about. yeah, gonna be a good one. So so um, I think we have another promo, don't we? Yes, we do. So, uh, should we promo ourselves out of here and uh, we'll come back after the promo just to wrap things up? Okay, sounds good. We'll see you later. Okay. I'll see you later, guys. But if it was an attack, Sheriff, and there's chaos out there, you might not want the wrong people knowing that Jericho was still here. The world as they know it ends. But sometimes, that's just the beginning of the story. Hey, look, it's not the end of the world, right? Join your hosts, Heidi, Suzanne, and Larissa, for Future Traditions, a podcast devoted to the post-apocalyptic drama Jericho and other post-apocalyptic media. What, we're just holding on to these these traditions like nothing happened out there? We're holding on to these traditions because of what happened out there. Find us at www.futuretraditions.com. Okay, well, I hope you enjoyed the promo. And I hope you enjoyed our discussion of episode five. And uh, that's pretty much it for this time. I mean, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with our next um, mini episode, which I think I'm doing the next one. I think is the last one was Kim. Wasn't Yay! It? Yeah, I think I'm doing the next one. Yes. Um, and and we're our our barrels getting a bit low now in terms of um, people who've sent stuff into us. So we really do need to get some more content in for you. Uh, and then obviously two weeks after that, we'll be moving on to the final episode of season one. Um, and then we'll be getting into season two. So uh, not long now. Uh, we might want to put out there that if somebody doesn't want to record why they like being human, we'll definitely, we'll read your email. We don't mind reading your email at all if you want to yeah. just send an email. Well, we did it before. I mean, I I yeah. included content before. I mean, there's okay. I mean, we would really love to hear from you. We really would like to hear your stories and why you love being human. Um, and you have lots of ways of doing it. If you go to our website and click on the contact us box, um, you have an option there to type it up and send it to us. Um, so you can do it that way. You can leave it as a comment on the bottom of this post or any other post. You can email us at feedback at beinghumancast.com. And that also, that link um, is shown in, on the contact us page. We have a voicemail now. Um, the voicemail number, it's a UK phone number. So it's uh, 4412068048. So you can uh, phone us and uh, leave a message there and if you leave a message there that will get converted into an audio file that we can play on the show so we can uh, if you don't have the equipment to record it and you would like to record it yourself 
then you can do it by phone and leave it as a message on the phone and we can get it that way. So that works. Oh, that's a great idea too. Yep. Yep. So we've got lots of different ways now of people being able to leave us their, their, why they love being human stories. And we really would like to hear them. And equally comments. I mean, please feel free to comment on the website or what you think of the episode. We'd love some comments on iTunes. Uh, that'd be awesome. So we just really want to hear from you all. We're, you know, we're trying to keep things going and uh, keep content out there for the fans while we're in this lull time. And we really love you all to be a part of that with us. So, on that note, have you got anything else, Susie, you want to uh, discuss today? No, just definitely we want to hear from the fans. So, come on, let's hear from you one way or the other. Okay. And if they have any news, too, that we haven't heard about, and also if they know what Annie said (laughs) to Owen, let us know what you think it was. Yes, indeed. Okay, and uh, I'll see you in a couple of weeks' time, and both of us will be back uh, in four weeks. So uh, I think we're done. All right. Bye, everybody. Yeah, bye, everyone. Being Human Cast is a non-profit podcast. Being Human is owned by the BBC and Touch Paper. No copyright infringement is intended. Music used is from Podsafe Audio. You can contact us at feedback at beinghumancast.com or via our website, www.beinghumancast.com. Okay, yeah, yeah, we'll be here. We'll see you later.